I was telling you is that there's an episode of Riverdale where Game Archie boys. and Jughead have to drop off a box addressed to Miskatonic University, which means it's in the same fucking cinematic universe as like the reanimator um, from beyond. Uh, presumably, that means nothing to me. Presumably means Castle absolutely. Freak. Well, no, is, I, is the Riverdale universe, it is in the same universe as the Sabrina universe, right? I think so, but it's unclear, but I think so. Okay, because that that opens up the door for actual. I mean, the uh, I've never seen Riverdale, but from what I've heard, the occurrences in it do border on like the supernaturally weird. Um, the supernatural stuff is largely chalked up to a drug that I think is called Sparkle Rocks. What? Um, yeah. someone someone bought a house after writing that line. Yeah, there's there's so the first two seasons, <laughs> the big drug that causes problems is this drug called Jingle Jangle. Jingle um, Jangle. Eventually, people get over Jingle Jangle, and then it's like Sparkle Rocks or something like that that makes people trip balls and makes D&D come to life. Hold on. So there's narratively, there's two separate drugs. Oh, yeah. And they come up a lot to serve many different plot functions. (laughs) Riverdale's really good. It's so dumb. (laughs) I I do feel that it does capture um, the original spirit of the Archie cartoons, as was... (laughs) Not so much the superficial spirit of the Archie cartoons, but rather, do you know anything about the creators of them? No, not at all. Uh, One was a guy called Dan DiCarlo, and he's just like, I like drawing big titty girls. And, (laughs) you know, um, so uh, Veronica... And Archie, oh, he, made, he made the Dead or Alive games, right? Yes, yeah, he made the Dead or Alive games. Trust me, these big titty girls, they're gonna <laughs> they can <sell>. fight. <laughs> yeah, but he he is this sort of like old school version of these anime weirdos that do get out their um, id jollies through their art. I mean, that is like a recurring theme with animators and cartoonists having especially perverse fetishes because they can literally give life to the the darkness in their id. Yeah, they're, they're like the Westworld scientists. I mean, yeah. if, if you need any proof of this, like there's a whole DeviantArt website that is just like nonstop. Like evidence fucking. Yeah, evidence yeah, I, of this I, I, thesis. Yeah, please prove your claim. I don't think I have enough evidence yet. Yeah, I didn't realize animators were horny. Oh, <laughs> and they always have been. Oh, speaking of Damn. horny and always have been, we've got a super. Oh, also welcome to Game Boys. Um. Uh, yeah, but I'm Lux, uh, and you know, Griffin's over there. Um, yeah, see, that was Griffin. Um, we've got a super dope guest. He's, uh, God, so many weird things. Uh, musician, uh, cartoonist, podcaster, lawyer, former voice actor, college friend. Uh, it's Alex Hood, everyone. Hi, thank you. College friend and also current friend. Um, <laughs> yes, but, but I know the origin is from college. Yeah, the origin is from college. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a lawyer anymore. I, I let my license lapse. Uh, and uh, because I'm not paying 2000 a year to not use it, I'm not doing anything. Um, Damn. So you have to really pay that even just to not not do law even. No, no. You, well, yeah, if just to keep the license. And Damn. also, if you are doing law, there's the insurance on top of it. So that's always a fun payment to make. Mm. Uh, and if you're solo practicing, then it's rent and you got to mm. get an assistant and the assistant right. starts stealing from you. And it's an awkward sure. conversation because, you know, you're feeling your privilege. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> nah, nah. Um, they're, that they're, feeling when your assistant steals from you. Yeah, three three I've, likes. I've only ever been the assistant. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, but boy, have I. Um, if man. you are an assistant, steal from your employer. Yeah, there for sure. Go. They That's, don't care and, about you. And he'll represent you. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Um, he'll, he'll, pay the, he'll pay the two thousand. He'll come. He'll get back in the game yeah, for you. One last job. <laughs> so, well, that's really funny. A commercial for an attorney. That's like, listen, I don't even have my license, but I could get back into it if you present me with a case interesting <laughs> enough. <laughs> Look, I'm retired, but I'm willing to come out of retirement for one final job. Yeah, I'm, uh, out the, I'm out of the game, but if you have a case crazy enough, I might take it. Just a Harrison Ford or Clint Eastwood type, maybe combine mm-hmm. him for Harrison Eastwood, lawyer at law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's going to get back at her. They said they couldn't bring me out of retirement. I was fucking <laughs> too many beautiful women. But then I, heard damn about, it. then I heard about the porn star who killed the guy with frog venom. Yes, Nacho. Oh, yeah. Nacho. Yeah, yeah that, that that news headline was like, yeah, save that. Just save, do it later. That one was, see, I had sort <laughs> of that, almost the opposite reaction. That felt like a, like a beam of light breaking through like a dark cloud line in a movie. <laughs> like I was like, all I'm seeing is like police brutality and like the struggle, which is like motivating, but also distressing. And then like in the middle yeah. of all of it, blammo. Porn star, frog poison, dead guy. Yeah, we're getting these really great trash culture gems. I mean, Tiger King. I mean, I have a problem with Tiger King uh, just because I think the way it was framed on Netflix is somehow even less sympathetic to poor drug addicts than, say, Jerry Springer. I I thought it was like make fun of uh, Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. And uh, what was the producer? Kirkham? Yeah, Kirkham and uh, Doc Antle. Yeah, make fun of those Antle. guys. Those are the powerful people who are fucked up. But I sometimes the the focus on the mockery of the meth twinks eh, it made me feel real bad, and I didn't have the desired comedic effect. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can buy yeah. that. I, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, compared to the compared to like the non the other like the meth twinks in mainstream like Pete Buttigieg and Jacob Frey, um, <laughs> you know, I think these meth twinks are a little my more more my speed. Dude, nah, man. Yeah. Dude, wait, you've you've hit on something. What's up with mares? <laughs> what's going yo, what, on? <laughs> yo, welcome back to a new segment. What's up with mares? What is happening? Uh, I, I didn't realize this, but you're totally right. This like these like factory like factory (laughs) like factory farm like cookie cutter printer like (laughs) white guy twink mares are like they're showing up everywhere Mm -hmm. um isn't even like even garcetti kind of fits that description a little bit right like Mm -hmm. de blasio right garcetti is a twink where are the bear mares where are the bear mares andrew fights a bear we need yeah. a bear mayors. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the one thing. I, I, don't, I don't think it's it's not it's vote bear no matter who. <laughs> <laughs> vote, vote bear no matter where. Yeah. No matter where. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it has to rhyme. Man, it has oh to man. rhyme or doesn't or doesn't Ma- fix society. Fiorella LaGuardia, bear mayor. <laughs> uh, he was not short as hell, but he was a bear. <laughs> man, let me tell you, this week has been so bad for mayors. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. brutal to be a mayor this week, and it's so good. Garcetti's been dunked on at every turn. De Blasio's getting shit on from both sides. 
But he said he even defunded uh, partially the police, and he's still getting shit on for good reason. Garcetti is so bad that women across L.A. have decided to reopen the word bitch and just use bitch openly to describe Eric Garcetti. (laughs) It's it's like it's not a it's not a bad word to use anymore. Yeah, he's like made it possible. (laughs) Fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've got to talk about it for at least a second. Like the Jacob Frey public execution is like the best thing I've seen in, in, I mean, not the best things. I've seen some really huge rallies, but like the most cathartic thing I've seen in a minute was just like, yeah, watching that dude get booed into the bottom of the earth by yeah. his <laughs> fucking constituency yeah. uh, was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, he walked in with like level one gear into like uh, like a level 30 zone uh, and, had, right. and just had had no. No, yeah. the specs he, were all off. He wasn't equipped for he it. Was like he was when, wearing twink armor. That's yeah. the problem. He was specking into twink armor when he should have been specking into at least daddy armor. Yeah, true. human decency it's, buff. It's true. It's like what it reminded me of now you say it is uh, this is a gaming story. So when I was playing Trails of Cold Steel 2 the first time, I got to the end and I couldn't beat the final boss. So I like Googled how to. And basically the walkthrough was like, so at the very beginning of the game, you're going to want to change the specs on these three characters. Otherwise, you're pretty much fucked. And like, that's what he was doing in that situation. Like he got to the end game and just had the wrong party and got Mm -hmm. nuked into oblivion by like the boss fight of uh, the people he's supposed to serve. Nah, if you have twink specs, you want a cabinet position. That's where Wittage is going. Yeah, Yeah. true. Mm -hmm. Um. Man, or just back to Blackwater. I don't know. <laughs> just one or the other. <laughs> oh my god! Just uh, but, uh, he's he does safety inspections of uh, Chicago black sites so cops don't get hurt. <laughs> he's just he just he he just goes wherever his laptop will take him as uh, as his as his interviews have constantly stated when he was uh, traveling the world of mid- the Middle East. <laughs> he is especially relevant to me personally. Pete Buttigieg's actions have affected me because. Uh, what was the consulting firm he was at? McKinsey? Yeah. McKinsey. And they were uh, fingered in the bread f- uh, price fixing scandal that yes. rocked Loblaws in Ontario, for yes. which I received a $10 we're sorry Monopoly credit. Whoa. You Wait, your bread got fixed? Yeah, our bread got fixed by Mr. Wow. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> if, you, if you add up all the little dots, and, Pete and Buttigieg was working at McKinsey at the time this scandal was going on. I think he was even asked about it in that one New York Times interview. Oh, that's that's the greatest meme of the primary. Yes. Is that is that weird New York Times man <laughs> saying you fixed bread prices? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He, so, says, yeah. he says it in like a weird, like Hannibal Lecter voice. There's, like, you fixed bread prices. <laughs> There's just so much fucking like 1920s crime these days. <laughs> that's like making a weird comeback, like fixing food prices and like fucking like election fraud stuff and like all the and, like Tammany Hall bullshit. It's like that's, <laughs> I'm bootlegging for loco now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a still and then I've got a huge bucket of Hawaiian punch. Yeah, the, the mob is selling fireworks. Be careful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It's 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 so funny. It's actually been like this weird recurring thing I've seen in disc the discourse, um, where people have been like, uh, "Oh, we're going back to the '60s. It's the '60s. We're gonna have all the problems of the '60s." And it's like, if that's true, it's because we didn't fix any of them the first time. Like we had all these crises, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, they're gone," and now they're back. And it's like, why? We're just it's. Nothing even new is happening. It's very well because the '80s made everyone feel really good for a while. Uh, MTV eventually started playing Michael Jackson. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that made everything very chill for a while. Yeah. I guess like the 80s were like the cocaine decade. The 90s, like the quick Crete soft solution decade. Then 9-11. Uh, and then everyone's just been insane since then. I mean, I start I think I was thinking about it. And when did the coke machine of the current civil unrest begin rocking? And I really think like. It's very easy to point out Rodney King as a flashpoint, but can you think of any filmed lynching before that that had been uh, witnessed by the mainstream and most of the mainstream decided in favor of the victim? Yeah, no, I think think that's the one. Yeah. And everything we're seeing uh, now is just that repeated again and again and again until it, you know, finally... Uh, the, the in the age of video, in the age of mass video, uh, it's taken on a totally different form. And we're seeing uh, just the last 30 years of that buildup right now. Yeah. And it is weird. It's cool. I'm I mean, it's a bummer, but also exciting to like feel like we're fighting a fight that we could actually win. But it's also crazy. Yeah. It's also I've been noticing it's weird to fight a fight with with people that I have found very annoying in the past and who I think have bad politics, but are like right on this issue. It's weird. I don't know if you know something like, do you have any like liberal friends like I do that just like have really dog shit ideas of like neoliberal policy, but then like they're right on this issue. So there's like, there's sort of some unity there. No, I only have the liberal friends who like post both sides shit. Oh yeah. Those are bad. But like, I've got a lot of live friends who are like, they get it on this issue for some reason. Um, even though they're doing it in fucking really embarrassing ways. Uh, Oh fuck. A strong. Okay. If you go your example, I have a very crazy one. Okay. I have to bring up one Lux because it directly affects some of, uh, some of the words that you use on a daily basis. Um, there has been a post in the, in the comedy community about, uh, certain words that you use when working in a theater that might be considered, uh, offensive or problematic. Oh no. Um, Um, some of them are, some of them are decent and like make sense. Like, oh yeah. Like, I guess we shouldn't say hang the blacks. Like that, that, that just sounds to put that on the list oh like, like, like we, putting up theater blacks yeah that's what i'm saying like they're like oh there's like theater terms that can be like <laughs> Man, misconstrued wait, that's we a thing. wait that can, like 13 year old gay kids at theater camp at jewish theater camp in the summer they're going hang the blacks everyone it's a funny to hello dolly hang <laughs> that's the blacks. Like, yeah <laughs> that's the absolutely not what anyone is saying uh <laughs> glad we put it then, on the list to make sure no one does uh but here's one that hit really close to home for us in game boys they said you're not allowed to say parting the kimono anymore oh okay and, but and <laughs> And they said they're like, they're like, well, you know, the kimono has lots of different cultural references, so it's not necessarily racist, but it is creepy. So do we need to be creepy? Because it's like it's kind of like Louis C.K. Yeah. So you're parting the kimono. What is it referred to? Just like peering through a curtain or something like that? Showing behind the scenes on what's going on. Yes, we should replace it with peeling back the labia. I think that's what we should replace it with. (laughs) I mean, at least that means that you're for oral sex for women, right? Yeah. That's it's 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 the reverse DJ Khaled. Yeah. And it's the sort of like a bodily directness that like this country has been mm-hmm. lacking for a long time. Like no bodily more directness. euphemism. Um, OK, so <laughs> you're yeah. right. Thetic but, kids. but anyways, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is like the kind of article and post that it's like been going around like the theater community here in L.A. And I'm just like, 
this is just for such a small minority of people and just unapplicable in real life. It's just like, oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's um, <sighs> the example that immediately comes to mind when you talk of this liberal that gets it on issue on this one issue. Although mm-hmm. I guess he's kind of been good about it. I mean, not is our own prime minister in Canada, Justin Trudeau, who is noted for his uh I, the phrase that's bandied about with him is performative Best wokeness. <laughs> Best Halloween costume, 10 years running. Yes. <laughs> God, what, what, I, what a absolute. The, the fucking video of him kneeling this weekend made me so mad. It's like, you're in charge. And I'm sorry. I know Cal, I know Colin Kaepernick kneeled, but it just feels weird now that we're kneeling for George Floyd. I'm sorry. It's like he died from kneeling. Like, <laughs> like, it does feel it's just a weird image and it's just it feels more related to that than it does hey, to Kaepernick we me, commemorate like, Jesus with his torture device I so, guess that's you know. true yeah to me it's, it's like, like a, a power directions thing like when people like us kneel at a protest it honestly like when like like at Austin this weekend like 10,000 people like kneeling in front of the Capitol that like feels powerful and like sort of like submissive of like where the where the people and we're together like giving up our power to like show whatever but when like Nancy Pelosi does it, it's like, no, 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 no. That Fuck, feels dude. gross. Dude, the Kemte, the Kemte scars today. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my God. I, can't, I had to, I had to cancel. I had to, I had to cancel my, my incoming Amazon prime order of a Kemte scarf. Uh, and I, I gave the reason uh, it came too late. So I, I, I missed the meetup. It's over now. Um, <laughs> it's over now. So, okay. Here's oh a good, God. here's a good example of liberals being right on this one issue and doing it in a very embarrassing, but well-meaning way. So for wisecrack, I joined a bunch of like fan communities on Facebook to like, see what fans are saying about different things and like stay abreast of like, trending shows so that we can make uh, like videos that are somewhat relevant um one of the groups i'm in is very harry potter focused uh, oh no so oh, here we, let's go and let's so, go and so let's go well that's been happening too we can get into that if you want but uh there was a post that was just all of their fucking harry potter signs that they were taking to the different black lives matter rallies oh so it was like oh, no. it was like ravenclaws for black lives no Wait, do they have one for Slytherin? I th- I'm sure there was. I like my mind sort of did the thing where I like speed read all of them and wiped my brain. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, Slytherin is so confusing because, like, are they the white supremacists of Hogwarts or not? Like, and why is there a house for them? I'm con- like, it's confusing. Well, that's like actually been like weirdly the thrust of like the turf war, as you put it, Alex. Yes. Um, has been people being like, look, we don't have to care what JK Rowling thinks because she thinks Slytherins are all bad, but the fandom decided that they could actually be cool. So we're in charge because right. she made a white supremacist house and we were all like, what if it's not? quite that yeah <laughs> we, just all, we just all agree that's not what's going on it's like, what if what if we call them deplorables instead yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was just this post that was just an endless thread of just like uh that was just like uh you know akio justice oh, <laughs> oh my no well, dude i had someone posted at, at a rally uh just part of dumbledore's army yeah. and then uh, i slit my wrist vertically yeah yes the da <laughs> the district attorney it's wonderful <laughs> yeah uh, it's, the fucking most prominent poc character fucking kingsley shacklebolt uh, we stand a powerful African gentleman, Kingsley Shacklebolt. We stand a powerful African wizard man. It's him and or, uh... a lovely named Cho Chang. And can I tell you my biggest Harry Potter obnoxious liberal uh, reduction? No. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I will tell you my one. It's, it's fucking Fenrir Greyback, right? 
Yeah. So you Fenrir. know how in Harry Potter, uh, mm. J.K. Rowling more or less said that uh, werewolfism is used as a metaphor for HIV. Oh, fuck. So Fenrir Greyback is a werewolf villain, i.e. HIV positive person that uh, no. infects children with werewolfism intentionally. No. And that is what, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling, she thinks these people. <sighs> How are you going to do that to Fenrir like that? That's crazy to me. <laughs> that um, is nuts. Yeah. yeah. I just like, I'm imagining like J.K. Rowling, like, on a train, like, like, and like writing on a napkin, just like the word Cho Chang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. A it's very like, representative Chinese name. I'm is, putting a Chinese character in my book. I'm very progressive. She's wilding out, man. She's wilding out. She, it, she, she, here's the thing. She's, she's not an idiot. She's a smart loser. Like, like she's <laughs> uh, like, like she's a smart person that has a really hateful heart. And uh, the reason that she says these things like Dumbledore is a, qu- is a queer icon uh, and then like uh, and then like her like don't touch Hermione's hair like uh, it, it's like she does that shit to get back into the cultural like like the, the cause she's out of the conversation. Yeah. The movies are over. Her last two outings have sucked. Uh, the Fantastic Beast movies were embarrassing. Uh, so she's like desperate to still feel like she is at the heart and a big cultural touchstone. Yeah. Uh, Ollie from Philosophy Tube recently gave a very interesting definition of a Karen, which is someone and I'm probably I'm paraphrasing, maybe getting it wrong, uh, but. It's someone that uses their oppression from one side of the uh, aisle, i.e. their oppression from patriarchy, but uses their uh, privilege in order to oppress someone else or something. That's what a Karen is. A Karen is a woman who is oppressed under patriarchy, but uses white supremacy to her advantage in order to, say, call the cops on just some black guy in the park. And that is what uh, sort of a Karen is. And J.K. Rowling is really Karening. She's really sort of like you using your own sort of frame of oppression, which she does because she she frames it as women who menstruate. Right. And yes. that trans women mm-hmm. are like invading mm-hmm. women's spaces and making it unsafe. <laughs> Um, and that's, those are her arguments. It's a gripe that comes like, from yo, this. Like I, I, I'm, I, yo, I'm menstruating all the time. I'm like in my late fifties, like oh, once a month. Yeah. It's oh, de- definitely happening to me. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, do you think old women are women anymore, JK? Like what's your deal? Like and, sacred and the, passage thinking, you know? Yeah, totally. And the, the Cho Chang thing is so fucking funny to me because like you mentioned the fantastic B shit and it's like. She puts so much work into coming up with such dog shit weirdo names like Grindelwald, etc. And like <laughs> Cho Chang, like the yeah, zero I mean, come, effort, the, I mean, Z, come the on. bottom of the barrel come, racism. Come, like, come on. Yeah. I, 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 every time I say it, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. No, but actually, it's like, no, that's that's her name. Yeah, she did. Oh, my God. J.K. <laughs> Rowling's first out gay character in the Harry Potter universe is going to be called like Gerald Bumsnatcher or something. Because <laughs> she is not subtle about names. Yeah, she, she um, just does not know how to do that. I will say big shouts out to I think her name's Katie Lang, who played. Cho Chang in the movies and yeah. was and posted a tweet that was like, 
Uh, you want my thoughts on uh, the Cho Chang thing? Well, here it is. It was just like a series of links to black trans organizations. Which yeah, is, wait, yeah, did yeah. you say country musician Katie Lang played Cho Chang in the movies? It's a different mm-hmm. person with a similar name, I think. Oh, it's a Katie Lang. Her, yeah. Kate, Katie Kate, Lang, Catherine maybe? Lang, Katie mm-hmm. Lang. Yeah. Uh, all I heard, all I know from that is that it sounds like Scarlett Johansson lost another job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, must be tough. Must be tough being Scarlett. Oh man! But yeah, like the the Harry Potter shit has been bad, um, and it's it's ma- it's made me just like want to stay off and just like just like play games. But uh, then uh, like the culture of what's happening IRL has completely been adopted by the corporations of the video game world. Oh, um, let us talk about it. I also, I have a favorite one that isn't video games. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll The g- Pokemon can, yeah. company did a big BLM thing recently, which was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's really mixed feelings for me because, like, for instance, my, my specific one is Call of Duty did an update. That's patch, bad. <laughs> uh, where, Call, where Call of Duty, like, literally every loading screen it says black lives matter um and uh to the point where someone in my group complained that the black lives matter patch was crashing his game <laughs> which i thought was very funny um but uh no like it's weird because yeah like black lives do matter it's in it's kind of cool for them to say it but it's also them being like don't be mad at us. <laughs> like we, like we, have nothing, do we, do we have nothing to do with the way anything works. Yeah. Do like, you think that Call of Duty influenced any impressionable uh, uh, <laughs> African American youth to go into the army, and were they later killed in combat? I bet that's happened. Yeah. I bet that's happened a lot. Yeah, so, I think that maybe they have a little bit to apologize for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think much worse is that a bunch of impressionable white kids learned how to say the N-word over Xbox Live. Yes. Yeah, they have <laughs> maybe a few things to apologize for over there. <laughs> um, that one's good. The Pokemon one was good. I like the Pokemon one because I play a lot more Pokemon than I do Call of Duty. And also yeah. because, like, they I mean, they've had some race problems, which is crazy because it's Pokemon. Um, but like for the most part, they don't really engage with it. So if it didn't feel as sort of like shady, then it'd be like, we think Black Lives Matter. Here's some money. It wasn't like they were like, because with, 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 with Call of Duty, like you were saying, like there's a little bit of a weird dynamic there. With Pokemon, it's just like, yeah, they're Pokemon. Like there's not really the same kind of baggage. Um, is there, is there, but I... <laughs> Yeah, there is. I guess they didn't really have black characters in them. The playable recently. black characters in them. Yeah, very recently. And then so people were mad about well, it. Has it. Hasn't Brock been like. Black? Brock wasn't black. He was like from the, f- the Ryukyu Islands or whatever. He was. <laughs> I, is, I don't know. So Brock's white. He's just tan. I think I think black people took Brock on because Brock he was on. the he was the all they had for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but then fair. the Pokemon franchise eventually had uh the water the water trainer in the newest game yes um what great uh, nessa she's nessa, great yeah. we love her we yeah, love yeah. we stand oh, nessa. yeah nessa was great yeah we yeah. stand yeah. an aquatic queen she actually um, she has a really i i really love gym leader designs every game i always think they nail it with the gym leader designs they're so wacky they're such a great weird pokemon fashion that i love so much yeah no they do the design work in those games is fucking dope oh another good video game going off bloodborne bloodborne went the fuck off do you see this that game a game is still getting updates no, um, but they just did some. Po- they did some posting. They took part in the posting oh, okay. war. Sure. Um, they posted and they were like Black Lives Matter or whatever. And then some mm-hmm. nerd in the comments was like, 
um, why do video game companies have to talk about uh, politics? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, this is a game about people about trying to avoid getting murdered by a town full of like hateful psychos who are infected with like a disease that makes them kill people. It's obviously mm-hmm. analogous to like status quo racism stuff. Shut the fuck up. And then right. a bunch of people got real mad at them and they were just like, no, the game's we don't think racism is good. Sorry. Like, you're not going to get that. Like, you can keep <laughs> tweeting at us, but like, we're not going to like take it back. Like, we think racism's bad. It's, it's what we're doing here. Um, Look, <laughs> if you want to play a game where you mow down waves of black people, just play Resident Evil 5. You'll be oh, fine. You- oh, God. That was crazy. <laughs> Man, I got in trouble when we were in college because at my senior project, I showed a clip of that game and referred to it as fucking racist. And every philosophy professor was like, we told you not to swear. Like, we told you when you were presenting your senior thesis to not swear. Um, and and that was the first one. And then I was like, well, I've already broke the barrier. So I was just fucking, <laughs> fuck shit, fuck goddamn Foucault, blah. Um, but yeah, yeah that, it, one, that, one's, that one's wild. That one's, that one's wild. Sorry. I feel like evil. Capcom should make a donation to BLM for that one. Yeah, they probably should. They've got a few, honestly, they got to do. Um. This isn't a video game one. My favorite one by far, the Gushers. Did you see the Gushers post? Wait, yeah, we've the seen Gushers, Gushers. The Fruit Gushers. I have not seen the Fruit the Gushers, Gushers post. Please. It says Gushers Gu- post. The, yeah. the, the actual post, like the text, like the white text, black background post that every company in the world is doing right now is like yeah. pretty boilerplate, whatever. But the tweet itself is like, I believe the wording is. Gushers wouldn't be what it is without the black community and black voices. Right into the, <laughs> with, snack into the revolution. With, oh this, my. with this in mind, oh, we forgot one important thing. With this in mind, Gushers is teaming up with Fruit by the Foot to create a space <laughs> to facilitate black voices. Which is just, uh, like, oh. it's awesome, it's dope, but it's like, it's a sentence that blows my <laughs> mind. It's like, that like fucks me up in a real way. Uh, yeah. the, the, the tricks bunny is working with the Quaker Oats guy who's not racist anymore uh, to end uh, the food desert in black communities. Yeah. yeah. Reconciling <laughs> the profit motive of capitalism with like the morality is difficult. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the tricks bunny, you have all these cute corporate mascots designed to trick people into spending, and now they're saying, but really, what we care about is justice. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, you know, I in certain ways, I, I like that Call of Duty is doing it because it's a game that's especially uh, tinged with racism. Um, uh, like famously, it's what has like a, like a massive amount of just like online racists on their games um, for about a decade now. Um, so it's nice that they log on and they get angry when they look at it, even if it is also providing cover for a massive corporation that does not treat people well. And um, that takes so. money from Northup Grumman and Raytheon in order to get people into the military. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't know that. That's just a conspiracy. I don't know mm. that for certain, but, but I feel. But come on. We'll 100 accept that yeah, as true. Yes. We know that uh, Marvel absolutely takes money from Northup Grumman. So that's something. Well, I mean, there's also there's like there's definitely like a transitionary effect from the game, too, because like 
my friend lived on, he was in the Navy and I fucking used to drive him down to the base and every dude in every like dorm room is just playing Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> like I was just like, the, they got rid of the National Guard in LA yesterday and I was like, good, like they can go back to losing to me in Warzone. Those <laughs> fucking losers. Oh my God. It's funny that Republicans, not Republicans, uh, but just the uh, weird people think that video games train people to be school shooters when all they do is train, uh, train you to be compliant soldiers oh yeah yeah that's oh inter- yeah oh that's interesting so they're you're they're turning us more into winter soldiers than, um, <laughs> than captain america's th- than captain america's well, i think just uh i think what video games do is if you present killing in an organized structure uh you you have this system that just depersonalizes it, especially if you play a lot of war games where it just becomes about goal oriented. Uh, who, who's that guy? And not Dave Gross. Dave Grossman. Is that his name? The guy who teaches people who teaches cops to get over oh, their natural revulsion you're, to killing. You're, you're talking about, of course, about. Yeah what happens in halo when you get over 10 kills it's called <laughs> killology <laughs> wait um, is it really he go literally this motherfucker goes from town to town around america paid by the police unions to tell cops this thing called killology and basically the theory of killology is that when you become a cop you need to be like 100% ready to take a life at any moment Whoa. and i would argue that <laughs> Some a very narrow but prevalent uh, um, percentage of the uh, Call of Duty playing population does get desensitized to not mass killing or random killing from Uh like a domestic terrorism perspective, but rather organized or structured killing from like a, a state a, a directive perspective. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. If yeah. someone's giving you orders. Uh, the killing becomes permissible. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just uh, take it upon yourself and do right. like uh, 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 do a Timothy McVeigh, that is beyond the moral pale. For sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, the killology shit is crazy because it's 100 percent working. Like he goes around and they're like eating it up. They're like, yeah, this makes complete sense. Like it's 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 a. Uh, it's it's wild. Um, but for me, like especially with um, with like males that are like alone and don't really like check in, I, I feel like video games have given me more connection to my male peers because we're like talking to each other all the time on Call of Duty now. So like I feel like it almost like helps those isolated guys like stay in touch with other peers. I don't know. I know. I absolutely think that uh Video games, for the most part, don't make people violent, but I do think they may make people compliant, if that makes a certain type of person uh, compliant. That makes sense. No, that's definitely true. That was always we've talked about this on the show before. My parents reluctance to let me play games where you hurt other people. They were also reluctant to play games where you hurt anyone because they didn't like the idea of their child being told to hurt someone in a video game and then being like, "Okay, got it. Um, and and also and and also they knew that if you die in the game you die in real life yeah that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i played so much uh zumbinis but Um, it's also and while your guys bonding over call of duty is obviously that that is great and uh, what's more great is all of you acknowledge it as a fantasy you acknowledge it as like this is just sort of we're we're uh 
I feel like the same bonding occurs between soldiers when they're killing actual people, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a mood. I mean, I get it now. It's like war crimes now. I think, (laughs) I think you have to approach those games with the same way that I approach watching the television show criminal minds, which is like (laughs) doing a little bit of headcanon work to make sort of the actions justifiable so to me, when I watch Criminal Minds, I imagine it's a world where there are a million active serial killers on Earth every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the background yeah. for the show. And so it's like, of course, we have crazy FBI overpaid cops. There are a million serial killers. We have to in the world of the show. In our world, mm-hmm. they're bad and evil, but it's different. Right. And so you just have to like do that mental like reframing to play Call of Duty and feel good and be like, well, it's a world where like. Uh, there p- people are infected with a murder disease, so you got to yeah, do it. But it, but it's but I'm so much more patriotic for that type of murder disease because, like in Call of Duty, there's no civilians getting killed or like any of like the real actual ramifications of war. It's just like the pursuit of being a soldier in like an empty space, like in a space that's unaffected by you. Yeah, totally. Like, and, <laughs> and so like that to me is a much more like if that's all soldiers were, that'd be just dope. Like if they were just diving into a, arenas right. and just you know <laughs> getting repeats. If, war, if wars were sorted out. <laughs> Because like two countries were like, okay, we're gonna fight here. Yeah. Uh, everyone leave. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a yeah. week to get out. We'll buy you hotels. Get yeah. out. Stay so we can get an Airbnb. And then uh, <laughs> your town is the field now. And when the war is over, we'll decide who wins and we'll split everything I, up and it'll be fine. I, yeah, I'd like to volunteer Huntington Beach, California for the next <laughs> Dome Games. Uh, please, <laughs> let's just make that place bombed out. Dude, what okay. is it? Okay. okay, in terms of killers, I infinitely prefer serial killers to soldiers. And I'll tell Ooh. you why. Because so, serial killers are like a fighting game select screen. They each got their own abilities. They each got their own moves. They each got their own looks. They each got their own animations. Soldier Mm -hmm. is a soldier is a soldier is a soldier. They're all the same in these Call of Duty games. That's why I prefer Mm -hmm. I prefer my violent sickos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How how pro troops is this podcast, though? Uh, do you have to do you have troop friends? We have one troop listener, but he's pretty used to us talking about how bad the troops are. We have, <laughs> we have at least one troop listener. I guess I can't speak for I have no idea. We have there's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Um, Hi, Andrew. But otherwise, Sorry, I but can't speak to fuck it. the troops. I can say I speak for myself when I say fuck the troops. Yeah, he um he, to my knowledge, is it was only a troop because it got him access to ancient tablets that he was trying to translate okay, oh man yeah. andrew is sick um, so also don't indiana yeah. jones yeah. <laughs> also unless you're unless you're chelsea manning uh then do that if you're if you are a troop who is che- uh, doing chelsea manning shit then do yeah, that shit if you're if you're a troop that gets a sex change do that yeah <laughs> you also be that one troop who was just standing in front of the uh utah senator or whatever for like a whole day protesting black for black lives matter yeah, yeah, that guy that's seems a cool. trope that you see is soldier. Where do you? OK, so we all know that the copaganda videos are bullshit, but now you'll see like videos of like s- soldiers doing shit. Is that also that's a form of copaganda, right? Um, I'm not crazy, right? I am actually a believer that the that soldiers uh, and the army is a proletarian institution. Um, Interesting. In a way that the police are not. Explain what that means. So the police 
are not a proletarian organization, which by which I mean like an organization of workers who represent the interests of all workers everywhere or like are whose interests are aligned with the worker interests of workers everywhere. Right. Because they are lapdogs of wealthy. They enforce property. Right. Exactly. They're 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 lapdogs of super rich people and they they obey that. And their interest is actually to prevent other workers from having benefits or having a good time or getting good things because it hurts the people who they're actually working for. Right. Like. They work for rich people. They don't work for all workers, right? If they were if they were in solidarity with workers generally, they wouldn't go around killing them all the time. Um, but they're not. Um, whereas army members, I think, largely are actually aligned with the interests of workers generally because a most of them join the workforce after the army. It's rare. It's not a career for the vast majority of them, right? Um, b a lot of them are fucking poor people of color, poor white people from from backgrounds where yeah. like they don't have any it's other access class. to education, so they go get a degree with the GI funding and they join the army and then they come back and they become just regular working class people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the army is a much more sort of worker oriented institution than the police, which is explicitly anti-worker, mm-hmm. right? The police get sent in to break up fucking strikes. Right. <laughs> you know, like, um, so I, obviously it varies case by case, right? You're definitely going to see some fucking soldier shit that is propaganda, but you're also going to see soldier shit that is like proletarian action. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to well, this. the one video that I can recall is because there's this one. I don't know what his capacity he sort of looks like a National Guard guy that's been brought in to just like uh, stand around and look tough so that people don't do too, too, too much crazy shit. But he's a black guy and uh, he's hearing the protesters chant. I'm black and yeah. I'm proud. I'm black and I'm proud. And you can see him like tearing up and mouthing, I'm black and I'm yeah. proud. It's. Yeah, because it uh, gives you a lot of emotions, you know. Yeah, because I, yeah. I I think that's all much more sincere. Like I don't buy cops doing that because cops have made the active choice, like to be cops, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in a way that army people don't have quite the same autonomy in. Um, plus, fucking the co- the army people actively don't want to do this shit. Like, there's so many letters from the army that are like. Can we not shoot at protesters? I don't even want to be here. Like, I just want to go back to my base and play Call of Duty. Like, I don't. That's, yes. I don't yeah. want to be fucking doing this. And then all the cops are just like, yeah. I was doing I a big jack off thing. That's a great reason about Call of Duty. A lot of them are like, fuck, Call of Duty is way better than just sitting out here. This sucks. Like, let's just get back to Call of Duty. Dude, like, totally. we don't need to be doing this. Yeah, that's the real <laughs> contribution is that it's taking them <laughs> off the battlefield and onto the PlayStation. Because, dude, they're all they're all playing like 24-7. Like it, the the amount of like active military playing Call of Duty Warzone must be insane. Yeah, that's I mean, they, weren't they talking about at the beginning of the coronavirus thing that like that's like all they were doing because they couldn't do like training stuff. So they were like, yeah, all it, it soldiers has, everywhere were just playing Call of Duty. I, I did. Just, like, I did. Ender's gaming. I did talk to a few. I did shout at a few National Guard two days ago making fun of their loadouts. I was like, that's a level one loadout. Because like they, they don't, they don't have any of the thermal scopes. They, got they don't so have any. Bad. Oh my god, they were so bad. Yeah, there's no skins or emblems or anything. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Have you even prestiged private drones? Oh. They're like they're like gray colored weapons. It's embarrassing. Oh, humiliating. Mm. Um, Disgusting. Alex, I don't know if we can talk about this on the podcast, so you can stop me if if it's something you don't want to talk about. But nah. Uh, it's a, I just wanted to get this out there is that one of my earliest uh, victories as an organizer activist was helping to prevent you from getting expelled from college. Oh, uh, thank you. That's we, very nice. Can yeah, we can talk uh, about that, 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 that fun weird story. True. Wait, no. who saved who? Who saved who here? Well, uh, I participated with a few other people to save Alex. 
Uh, oh, wow. Lux was very instrumental and uh, with a lot of other people, a lot of other great friends, uh, started a petition. I had gotten uh, caught uh, selling pot at college. It was my second week as a drug dealer. I was very bad at it. Incredible. Uh, I was doing it uh, because, you know, pot was expensive, mostly to just pay for my own habit. I'm hey, a dumbass. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> and same here. Almost every bard student did that for at least a month. Like, there was- yeah, yeah, you can't really hold it against me. It's it was the style at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, so. But it inspired a lot. It actually also inspired my desire to go to law school uh, and eventually complete that. Just because mm-hmm. I became interested, it's like uh, rules don't apply if you got a good story. And my story at the time was my grandma was dying of terminal cancer. My mom had regular cancer. A bunch <laughs> of our friends had like publicly died like the in the previous summer. Uh, so it's true. It's been a and I realized. Time. Yeah. And but that's what made me realize that with a good story. You know, people are willing to bend the rules to, to, for, to give you a second a chance. And the, I was. And a, this is a J.K. Rowling quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any good story gets you off the hook. Yeah, no, really, it's true. Uh, but, uh, but uh, no, that was a fucked up experience. And it was nice that I, I received mercy from people. They could have chosen to really fuck up my life, and they yeah. didn't because a bunch of great people came and signed a petition. It was like going to my own fucking funeral. Uh, and how, how much weed was it though? Like, how much weed are we they, talking about here? So here, uh, so it was during. A, <laughs> they they found like uh, a, a quarter of an ounce. That's like but a yeah, quarter of an like, ounce. Yeah, and they got they're that's, in that bard. Yeah, <laughs> the, I, okay, dude, there's like a but quarter it wasn't, ounce it on my desk right now. It was in it was in baggies. So yeah, still that's crazy. Um, yeah, I feel like um, fucking but, Sketty walked around with like way more weed than that, just like in his kimono. Yeah, but I was Which exceptionally he's not allowed to part bad anymore. I don't think he was allowed to part it then either. To be honest. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, I don't think that would have gone overall. But yeah, it's it's wild. So I was thinking about it this this week when I was like organizing my friends to like get down to this protest in Austin. I was like, man, I've been doing this for a while. And then I like remembered the the airmark strike. Then I was like, and then what did I do after that? And then I was like, oh, it was fucking Alex Hood expulsion petition. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, holy shit. I didn't even realize that, that was like one of the like formative like, oh, you can just yell at people in power and they'll listen to yeah, your experiences. That, yeah, that made a huge difference in appealing my case because other uh, people who had gotten caught with weed weren't weren't as lucky as I was. Yeah, it was. We got mm-hmm. we got. So it's a school of about what? It was probably like six thousand kids or something. Um, Less. No, two thousand. Oh, think. was it? Yeah, it was like five hundred in a year. Right. It was yeah. five, about five hundred in a year. And we probably got like upwards of seven, eight hundred signatures, like almost half the student body signed our petition about why it was good to do. And it's just like, oh, it's so weird remembering that that actually happened. And also that like that was an acceptable form of protest because <laughs> they were like, the rule is you can't sell weed. And we were all like, but come on. And they were like, OK. Like, well, uh, Bard College, famously, uh, my old school, the Steely Dan song is based off of uh, an experience they had where G. Gordon Liddy was busting heads uh, for weed in the 60s in Dutchess County. Uh, so we have progressed since <laughs> at least for privileged white children, they can at least get off for selling a quarter of an ounce of things, pot at college. Things have changed since the Walter Becker days, I guess. Yes. Um, yes. Man. Now they're thinking of the little Jewish, the little white Jewish children now. Yeah, thank God for that, because we need it. 
Um, yes. Man, what else is going on in the world that is so dumb? Um, I mean, I mean, it's well, it's not dumb. I'm excited for The Last of Us 2. How do you guys feel about this franchise? I've never played The Last of Us 1, although I hear mm-hmm. many good things. Yeah, the first one's fucking excellent. Um, first one's great. I'm replaying it right now, uh, the remaster, and it, it looks like a game that came out today. It just still looks incredible. I mean, I believe it. Um, there's, uh, you know, some parts hold up better than others, but overall, it's really fun to play through. But I just, I'm all my favorite, like, top tier, like, AAA studio games, the people who make them are terrible on Twitter. Uh, Neil Neil Druckmann is a fucking idiot. Naughty uh, Dog is not woke. It, not well, no, they're like woke in that way where they just don't get it. Like okay. all Neil Dru- like Neil Druckmann will just tweet like, "Let's vote Trump out of office so we can bring peace to these protests or whatever." Like you know, <laughs> like like or just or like it's just like uh, like just totally missing the mark. Uh, and 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 I just I don't know like I just have to not follow him anymore and just I guess enjoy the game. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> this is if anything, the last couple of weeks have really made it easy to start figuring out your stance on separating the art from the artist. Like, yeah, <laughs> like because everyone's just out telling on themselves as being a piece of shit. So you just kind of have to be like, well, am I all right with it or not? Um, it's well, there's happening. There's a line. I mean, you can absolutely that's what's great about Minecraft, because if you had to forever associate Minecraft with Notch, it would be unplayable. It's true. That guy's the worst. I don't know what? anything. About, I don't know anything about that. guy. He's like a cryptocurrency. Oh. Also Nazi. Oh, perfect. OK, wow. Right. That's basically his deal. Yeah, he's he's an absolutely uh, white lives matter guy. He's not even an all lives matter guy. He's a full on <laughs> white lives matter guy. Yeah, he's he's like he loves Bitcoin and hates Jews and black people. He does. <laughs> um, and then he made Minecraft also. Fuck. Yes, but he made he made the the cuck beta version of Minecraft uh, and all of his contemporaries uh, improved on it in every way. And nice. they should they des- they should deserve the lie the the lion's share of the credit, right? Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to distance because I love I love the concept of Minecraft because I think it's a game that's beautiful because everyone can enjoy it. It appeals to everyone across every potential demographic. There's no one that can't possibly not enjoy be precluded from Minecraft, you know. And I think that's a rare experience. And the fact that the guy who invented it is a fucking Nazi makes my blood fucking boil. <laughs> it sucks. It makes me feel like maybe he should have been clear with his art. Just like he, it kind of like for him, he's he's not putting his ideology fully into his work. Yeah, he's sort of checking he, himself in a way that he does not do on Twitter. Him, I want to help him, uh, you know, access his voice so he can reveal himself to people more. Yeah, sort of more of a disclosure. <laughs> um, man, it's true that like one thing I think about a lot is like, with the separating art from artists is like the line is sort of like if the artists like bad shit would implicate the nature of the art they're making. So like an example of where this doesn't count is like, I still like the Harry Potter books. I think they're fun. I don't think JK Rowling being a turf actually implicates the ideas in there in a meaningful way. Um, if anything, the, those books are reasons why fuck her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to read turf shit into Harry Potter explicitly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. a different thing that I used to love, but now am not engaging with anymore is R Kelly because 
knowing that R. <laughs> yes. Kelly is a pedophile psycho makes all those songs about fucking insanely gross and impossible to listen to. Because, um, like, now you realize whose chocolate factory it is, and it's a child's. And, like, that's unacceptable. Like, did they, it explains a lot, though. Like, it explains why he has songs called things like Sex Planet and The Zoo that are, like, such whimsical, don't, fan- don't, <laughs> such don't whimsical don't fantasies. I, I can't hear another <laughs> fucking title from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this totally explains the uh, cancellation of Louis C.K. And you know how, like, some people come to his defense and saying, eh, masturbating in front of women, eh, it's not that bad on the whole scale. I mean, it's fucking bad. We all know it's fucking bad. Uh, but the reason why he was so canceled, like I, I've, I've said that if Artie Lang had done the exact same thing, nothing would have happened. No one would have cared because Artie Lang does not present himself as a guy who focuses specifically on his relationship with women and how to better himself. That's all Louis C.K.'s comedy was fucking about, was his relationship with his ex-wife and his daughters and the women in his life and trying to have meaningful relationships with them. On on the back of, of his relationships with women is where his comedy was built. And so the fact that it all came crashing down when it's just, he's just your average fucking creep, uh, you, you know, I think that sort of explains why the revulsion to him was so much more pronounced than if a, like a filthier person had done it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, they, or like I, a less morally interesting person had done it. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. Like, that's the line, right, is when as soon as their shitty grossness implicates the like ideas inside the thing, that's when you punt it into the ocean. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And it's like also selfishly, it's like it's 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 weird for i don't want to be like it's fucked up enough that he's doing it to women it's also just weird to be in a room where a guy just jacked off in like for guys too for any it's 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 just weird it's discrimination against gays it violates the space it's it's a discrimination against the smell of the space i'm in this actually it's weird you say that because this weirdly relates to something I was talking about earlier in the day, which is like, that's why I don't think I could go in a sensory deprivation chamber because surely people have jacked off in them. Right. That's the first thing I would do. I'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm Are you not talking hallucinating. About like the, the daredevil I got a way tank? to make this fun. Yeah. Automatic way to yeah. make this fun. Yeah, you're in the daredevil tank for 90 minutes. I bet. 45 percent minimum of dudes who go in so, there jack off uh, Someone yeah, like then you see their- a glob of coagulated <laughs> semen floating along the surface it is hello my friend and How someone's are you? like I is pressing you. the the technician button and the technician comes over he's like hi yeah so the machine isn't jacking me off that's not what that's that's not what it's supposed to do sir God, what, uh okay <laughs> okay i'm sitting in a tub full of water what, what are you you're telling me that's not what it's supposed to do come on uh it deprives my other that's senses so it deprives of their senses so i can daredevil focus on my dick um <laughs> i am going to masturbate myself into the william hurt altered states goo form uh, <laughs> but then you think this whole thing is then i imagine like a like a assistant with like one of those like green fish nets they use in a fucking aquarium fish tank to like <laughs> scoop it out like i just like the idea of going in a tension deprivation tank as soon as I had this thought, is now banned from my life. Like, I, I don't think about them at all. Like, where were they? Where would you find one of those? Someone mentioned it in a Discord I was in. They were like, I'm thinking of doing a sensory deprivation tank. And I was like, oh, that sounds uh, fun. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, two minutes later, I was like, right, oh, right. now I hate yeah, it, yeah, actually, because yeah. I, I let my brain do things, um, uh, which is a terrible Just, just smoke weed, man. Yeah, just, it makes life much just, easier. Just smoke weed, dude. It's um, fine. All right. Well, now that we're an hour into this podcast, let's ask Alex the question we ask all our guests at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, what have you been? Oh, have man. you been playing anything lately? 
Uh, just Animal Crossing, man. It's just forever Animal Crossing. I'm forever in this world. I'm just getting assets. The asset designers made all of them for me. I love my shelves. I love my decorations. They remind me of the things that I can't have in real life. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, totally. And there's no carbon footprint. It's great. I can travel to islands on a plane and not worry about destroying the environment and just seeing new breezes and, you know, not, just not thinking about stuff, you know, descending into that great uh, gloomy mist. Also, Skullgirls. Uh, Skullgirls came out for Switch recently, oh, so cool. I've been tooling around with that. What's Skullgirls? It is a fighting game. It is a really great fighting game. It is probably the most prominent indie fighting game. It has incredible animations, great character design. It's also very uh, perverted in an anime, like, big titty, hentai sort of way. So oh, yeah, I see. Okay. Uh, mileage may vary. But it's if you like if you like hit boxes and lady boxes. You like Skullgirls. It doesn't look super perverted from the imagery. No, it's not, it's not super. It's not like uh, dead or alive, but it's still yeah. got like it's still got uh, suggestive character design mm-hmm. for suggestive for the, for the for the fellas, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. This one uh, recently for the fellas. Uh, fighting game hero Sonic Fox got a, a character placed into his his furry character placed in the background. I fucking love Sonic Fox. He represents the coalition I want. Of which is black, gay, furry, uh, gamer, binary. Uh, uh, if he were a juggalo, he would be everything I want. Yeah, <laughs> if they were a juggalo, I should say. Yeah, I'm if, sorry. if they were a juggalo, but that then that would really kind of be hat on a hat on a hat in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, that's um, too crazy. But, but I've always wanted a furry juggalo socialist coalition. That has been my dream. I mean, <laughs> look, man, we got the K-pop stands, so it's it, you know it could You're very right. well be coming. That was a big get. Yeah, the K. Yeah, that was honestly in the internet culture war. Getting the K-pop stands on the side of justice was a real fucking uh like Riders of Rohan situation. Absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah, they're, the, they're they're riding down the hill. It was an absolute <laughs> Pelennor Fields. Like it's. It blew my mind. And what blew my mind the most is that the day after the initial everyone being like, oh, the K-pop people, they just did it again. Like the next day, the racists were like, we got a new hashtag. It's QAnon with weird symbols. And the K-pop people were like, uh, absolutely not. And it instantly flooded it. Like, it, it, what, what do you guys think about Anonymous popping back in again? Like, are they are they just useless? Are they just fucking spotlighters like yeah, I don't they're know. like antifa they're acephalous yeah. you can't you can't describe one characteristic to an anonymous That's true. there's just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of them a bunch they're of them, stochastic people yeah a bunch of them are pointless nerds some of them are cool hackers some of them probably are just dudes who don't do anything yeah um but man they did hack the chicago pd and start playing chocolate rain so that was pretty cool. <laughs> that pretty is good. very, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm like for a brief period, 4chan was all right politically from like 2007. I guess maybe that was the only year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's, that's, that's why I had to move to 8chan to get the real shit. Oh, no. Well, 8chan immediately is just uh, uh, child pornography. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. you, should, you should go to jail just for typing it in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You should go to jail just for typing an eight. <laughs> where, honestly, where are you going to go? Eight Chan, 88's the Nazi number. Like, <laughs> it's, it's no, nowhere good. Nothing good comes out of that. 
Yeah. Uh, um, 808 yeah. synthesizers are good. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. 808s and Heart Breaks is Kanye's worst <laughs> album, but still pretty good. I guess The Hateful Eight was pretty fun. Oh, I, I do not like that movie. <laughs> like, because the movie... Okay, yeah. just a quick... You know, like the part where Samuel Jackson makes that guy suck his dick? I like it in theory. I don't like the idea that there's this movie whose operative <laughs> thesis is twofold. Argument one, people are not nice to each other. Argument, <laughs> argument two... Outside is bigger than inside. Those are whoa, the two whoa, things whoa, this whoa, movie whoa, has whoa, to whoa, say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lux, 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 you're thinking too hard about it. <laughs> Hateful Eight is about a bunch of wacky dudes who kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Narrated by Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> now, what if you got a bunch of wacky dudes in the cabin? No, that dude, no, that movie wants you to think about how much bigger outside is than inside. And it's like the stupidest thought experiment I could possibly imagine. Yeah. That's because it's a pretty big set, too. They're not conveying that effectively. Well, they have it's these, like, really, they have it's, these like, it's a huge cabin. They have these like narrow angled lenses that make things like look squished together in the cabin. Then you go outside and 70 millimeters and huge or 70 millimeter film on like these like, huge yeah. 14s. And it's just like, we get it. Like the mountain is bigger than the house, Quentin. Let's do something a little more interesting here. There was, yeah. it goes good when Samuel Jackson made that guy suck his dick. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to. But if you, you think about it as just a bunch of wacky dudes interacting. It's a stone cold classic. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like Ch- the Cheech and Chong. It's kind of just vibe. It's kind of like Cheech it's Chong just and bu- six other guys. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. What if a bunch of my stock characters just got in a room and and just uh, were my stock characters for yeah. for like six hours? He was like, "Could I possibly make a movie and write exactly zero new character trees?" And it was like, <laughs> "Yes, you can." But I can't. Just, I can't hate anything with Walton Goggins in it. It's Dude, a cheat. Totally. Yeah. It's Goggins impossible. Is a, Goggins is a king. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even that 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 NBC show. Uh, Dude, the unicorn is, is good. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, written by Gina Ippolito, former oh, Game Boy. Shouts guest. out to Gina. That show fucking rips. I was just watching it because I was really high and didn't have much to do for a day, and I was like, I just want to watch a chill sitcom yeah which confused me because everything about i guess like not talking shit i do here it's good but its presentation is very this is us to me and i'm like well this is us is not what i like well it's like playing so. in the this is us space it's like family relation stuff but it's really mm-hmm. like good about giving everyone like compelling stupid problems the way that a sitcom should that's good um like everyone has a problem that's like kind of dumb but it's within their character to think that it's a big deal and so it's like fun Mm -hmm. and it's a good show i i think it's great shouts out to gina well then gina i am proud of you for all the money you're making (laughs) and congratulations on your new house yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) does it exceed the this is us formula and become a gilmore girls which by dint like i don't even like Mm -hmm. gilmore girls but it's like far and away a much better show than this is us because it actually has like a distinctive voice yeah, I think it's like, a good. Like, con- honestly, like pretty the good con- write, and the people who write the Gilmore Girls, it doesn't feel like they like despise their audience. Yes, you're right. They don't condescend constantly to their audience. In fact, they talk so fast they're assuming a lot of their audience. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they absolutely. are putting pressure on the audience to fucking hang in there. Yeah, um, but uh, Lux, have you been playing? Do have you been? What? Let's end some. Let's end some games. What's going on? Um, What's going on I'm, in your life? I'm still on my. I've been playing Super Mega Baseball still because it's yeah. super fun. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm on my Heroes Five Kick because my new computer should get here in between six and eight days, and I yeah. want to be done with Heroes Five so I can start six and seven when I get the new computer. 
man, so I'm tr- life's fucking tough. I'm, well, look, man, I got go- like I'm either protesting or I'm <laughs> playing Hero Spot, <laughs> or I'm making or I'm making goofy videos on the internet. My life is <laughs> devastating. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it's really good. Heroes Five fucking rules. I've never played the expansions before because I never had access to them until recently. Um, and they whip ass. Oh, they're so yeah. fun. It's just like anytime you get a new race in those games, like anytime you have like a totally new side and like a Civ type game, it just like feels so huge because the developing as an army and shit takes so fucking long that like mm-hmm. learning the strats of a new side feels like just playing an entire new fucking game for like a couple of days. Um, yeah. so I'm playing, you know, Paths of Fate, Tribes of the East, you know, um, and it's fun. I'm excited to try six and seven. I've heard that five is sort of the that three, four, five is by far the best sort of stretch, and then six and seven are kind of bad. But I fucking love the series, man. I fucking love Heroes My Magic. It's so much fucking fun. I'm just mm-hmm. not in that mind zone. I'm not in that headspace to plan ahead and really have have thoughts. I just I gotta go. I just gotta drown my my the noise out. And is that why you're still playing Warzone? That's why I'm just playing a shit ton of Warzone. Are you are you still just, winning? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a lot better. I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm actively getting better at the game in the same way that like when I played Overwatch for so long, I felt like I was like really like gaining the momentum and getting better. So that's been tight. And yeah, just playing The Last of Us remaster. I tried to finish Control because everyone was raving about Control, but I just got so bored of the aesthetic because it's like it's a great aesthetic, like all this like brutalist architecture. But it's just that like you never go to outside, you never go to a different type of zone. So it kind of just feels like you're playing like the starting level area for a full game. Um, yeah. And it just kind of grows. It grows weary on me. I think they I think they do a decent job of like making that fun to a degree. But I think you're a little right. They can definitely drag a little bit. They try to find the best ways to make it like a variety, but. I don't know. Uh, it's not a space that I'm desperate to like see every part of in the way that like I, I walk through Aperture in Portal or something. You know, I don't know. They're just they're, I'm more interested in, in in that space. So I don't know if I'll finish it, but um, that's really kind of fun. That's really fair. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird it's also just a weird time to get into games. I feel like uh, a because of everything oh. <laughs> and B because of like it's. I don't know. We're like on the press. The, we're on the precipice of fucking PS five, which is delayed because of everything. No, uh, it's coming. Uh, they're going to announce it on Tuesday. Wednesday. I think Thursday. Call of Duty chats, a very good way to do safe labor organizing. So uh, think about it. Think about doing that. Wait, wait, what chats? Call of Duty chats? Call of Duty chats. They aren't going to trace the Call of Duty chats. Hey, a lot safer than fucking Zoom, which we're on right now, which basically admitted that they're just going to, if you don't fucking pay for the for the pro version, they're going to sell your information to the cops. Yeah, they straight up said that shit. It's crazy. That's why I that's why this is the only zooming I do, because we have the, the legit version. But like, yeah, we have the legit version, but I downgraded back to free just so they could hear me say, fuck you, Zoom cops. <laughs> say, say, fuck me you, and, NSA. Fuck me, you, Wanda Sykes, NSA. Yo, me nah, and, me, not me NSA and Skype are double teaming your wives right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got Google Hangouts in the in the corner filming it. I, hey, yeah. hey, I fucking hey, I, hey, I'm fucking your wife here. Hey, <laughs> your wife, she's on my dick. Oh no, she's using her teeth. This was a bad decision. 
Oh, Andrew, uh, uh, I was lying about only playing Animal Crossing. I'm also playing City Skylines for all eternity. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, that's been the that was the free game last month on a on, on PlayStation Plus. Ooh, um, so it's, it's a been, beautiful I just, thing. I added it to my library, but I haven't started. I it's suck a mod friendly community. If you get into it, those who like it like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And people go uh, hog wild over that. I would um, shout out Do Not Eat 01 his, uh, on YouTube. His Franklin series using city skylines is really great. And it talks nice. about urban engineering in a really uh, fun and creative way. So shout out to that guy. Oh, that's uh, cool. I got um, I, I felt very owned with that game because Forrest, friend of the podcast, uh, was like Lux. It's a game where you make cities and all you ever do is complain about how bad people are making cities and how you would make a better city. Go do it. And then I was Come on, Robert Moses. You make a fucking parkway. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bitch ass. You make Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. Lux, you be the mayor so we can talk shit on you. I mean, look, let's try it. Um, You ease congestion. But then. Oh, I didn't even get that far. I was like setting it up and I was like, I don't understand how to set up the water. Ah <laughs> oh, man, once you get it going, man, and all your shit starts flowing, and your guys start moving in, ah oh, man, it's so good. It seems like you can nurture really good. it like a little plant. You can Dude. watch it grow. You can wow. uh, get stressed out. You can raise taxes. You can. Oh, uh, you can uh, uh, even there. Uh, they've got uh, legalization can, of pots, which can you slightly increases your revenue. Can you set curfews? Uh, you, I'm sure there's a mod to say, I'm almost positive <laughs> there's a Corona L- mod for LAPD City Sky Skylines. There should oh be a, God. there should be a protester mod where it's like, deal with the protests. <laughs> Was there ever a Christopher Dorner mod for GTA? Oh, oh, be still my heart. I haven't played GTA in a long time, but if I knew that existed, I'd probably get back into it. Oh, well, yeah. it's a sort of GTA kind of just a Christopher Dorner simulator. <laughs> just from uh, a job. Yes, several GTAs. Yes. Yeah. Um. But God, like that's as good a note as any to wrap things up on. We're over an hour. Um. Uh. Well. Okay. So first off, uh, we got to have you back on because we didn't even get into like any other crazy shit with the voice acting or any of your music and art stuff. We just kind of goofed oh, off man. for a full on fucking hour. Um. So we definitely have you back on sometime to do that again. So super fun. But is there anything that you want to tell people about that you can where they can check you out or uh, do any stuff? Yes. It feels uh shitty to promote myself, but I'm gonna do it even in these fraught times because we're all trying to brand ourselves. Get off my back. Fuck you. Uh, House of Decline is the name of the podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify. It's House of Decline. H A U S. Like a, a German Whoa, house of decline. Okay, there we go. And that is a uh, podcast slash media conglomerate. We don't sell T-shirts, but we do sell uh, wonder shirts, which mind which wonder shirts. Wonder shirts. What are those uh, soaked in ecstasy? What is a wonder shirt? Uh, uh, it's something that your brain can wear. Oh, <laughs> I was, that's a, that's a I Dave Rubin on... product. That's it's a nootropic. We sell new tropics. Incredible. Yeah, get your brain going. Get that. Uh, that yeah. Get those old tropics out of here. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, but thank you so much for having me on. I really, I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. Still, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. 
Yeah, it was, no it was fun talking to you. Uh, shout out to uh, quick shout out to uh, Rory Blank uh, for our old yet uh, new and uh, revised uh, artwork for the podcast. Uh, you'll notice we have a different icon now. Um, yeah, it's a great it's it's great. Uh, I'm happy to have Rory Blank's artwork uh, be the number one thing on Game Boys. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, we got rid of the old one because someone really sucks. Uh, it has something to do with the time and now. I'm not going to dox them. Uh, but Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. Yeah, it's true. Griffin's <laughs> being a real the snowman about it. Oh, Can I just say, I also want to do a shout out to Rory Blank. I love his art. That's also something <laughs> so I want to make public. So and fucking go to his Patreon because his Patreon is, is actually like you get to fucking steal like what you yeah. get it's it's yeah for like five bucks you get like a bunch of comics reposted you get old stuff you also get like patches and like whatever bullshit's working on plus monthly zines that are like really fucking wild that, those are my favorite i get them in the mail and it's like a little little envelope filled with just like little comics and they're all like really well produced and they're great and i have a little shelf starting yeah. with them and it's awesome. each one is like radically different like one was just like a list of like different fighter one was called like a list of fight techniques that zero fight techniques in it one was just like <laughs> the story of a bee society one's just like 26 <laughs> one-off pages like it's awesome it's it's dope you should definitely do it also make mm-hmm. sure to check out Haley shit um the awesome food-based ASMR at Eat Every Sound on YouTube and Instagram. Um, I don't. You guys know my shit. It's a wisecrack. Not even a show. Whatever. Uh, Griffin. Oh yeah. You got anything special hey, going? No, nah, dude. Choom Room might be back next week. Who fucking knows? Honestly, there's no point. Like, if check the Choom Room because there might be streams, but I'm not gonna promote or advertise them. Yeah. You know, we just might pop on. Word. Well, that's it. Uh, we're not gonna do sign off anymore because it takes a long time. It makes my throat hurt. But check out everyone, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Later, friends. Peace. Bye.